How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Fu Show. I'm your host, Coach Ali Fu Show. If you guys don't get the pun right away, well, I don't know what to say to you. But anyway, so this is my podcast, the Fu Show. This is not my first attempt in trying to make a podcast. Um, I've tried a year or two ago, and I feel like it's done its work. It was able to, because for me, to be completely honest, the reason why back then I wanted to make a podcast was because you know i wanted to be the guy in the philippines um local fitness scene that if, if if anyone wanted to know anything fitness through the podcast medium i thought to myself that maybe i can be that guy but things are a bit different now generally speaking because the reason why i wanted to restart doing a podcast is because this is not to insult or not to bring anyone down it's just the way it is um because the, we're in the tail end, hopefully, we're at the tail end of the entire pandemic, especially here in the Philippines. Hopefully, it does keep on declining, but we'll see. We'll never know. Um, I'm able to go visit multiple different commercial gyms, different branches, different chains. So I'm able to see a lot of things or a lot of different people, thankfully enough. And despite the boom that we've been seeing in the online space for a lot of people, fitness influencers, uh, different podcasts, uh, different uh, anything fitness related um, that can be educational. I'm really, really happy to see that there was a boom. But despite that boom, despite that influx, there are still so many people, so many gym goers that unfortunately don't know what they're doing. And apart from the rise of social media with the, in the fitness, sorry, the rise of fitness influencing in the social media sphere, um, I'm also happy to see that there's a lot more online coaches. And of course, with regards to the quality of those online coaches, that I guess that's for a different video. That's for a different episode. But there are more coaches. So I thought, okay, great. That means there's going to be more and more people that will be educated. So less and less people that will be aimless when it goes, when it comes to them working out in the gym but despite all of that i don't think we've made me as an in-person coach or me as an online coach as well and the community that um, i am part of i believe that that small dent or the dent that we've made is definitely quite minuscule quite negligible so that's why that's a long winded intro to why i feel like i want to do this because i feel like in the local when i say local the philippine fitness scene we need more people to really really promote fitness or appropriate or give i guess better directions or better education instructions for everyone out there so of course this is my attempt to do so i've done that in the past through youtube like short videos uh, attempting on a podcast and different other aspects i've always stopped because i Partly, to be honest, um, maybe it's because actually a big a big part of it is because my social media presence as small it's it's small it's definitely small, but it was good enough for me to get a lot of good business for my actual practice of coaching online or coaching in person. The moment that I would be doing really well, I get a lot of engagement in my videos. That's when I get a lot more business. Hence me being more busy. Hence me having less time for social media and i kept using that even though if it's a valid excuse i would say in, in my defense um a part of it was also i just kind of got lazy or um because you know i had more i wanted my 
time not coaching, I wanted to dedicate that time for rest, not for more online work. But here we are, despite me still being busy, I really believe that we need more local coaches, more, we need more social media presence now more than ever to really further that dent, create a bigger dent here in the local fitness scene. Because people, um, I, I just, it just pains me to see um, when I see people doing whatever in the gym just because they saw a random video, a random workout that they saw on Google, they, they just do it and it's, um, and it's poor quality. It's not gonna get them anywhere. I don't want people to put their time and their money to nothing. I want every effort that they put, every sweat that they sweat, <laughs> sorry, sweat droplet that they sweat, I want it to be able to lead them, to propel them towards the right direction here and that's why we have this so for the four or five minute intro but i guess an intro is necessary in the pilot episode and in this episode i want to talk about what i have learned in the past seven years i started coaching 2015 um and now it's 2022 june 2022 is when i'm filming this um i've coached around this is just a rough estimation i don't think i've coached a thousand people yet or even 500 so in the ballpark just an estimate i think i've coached over 250 or 300 people already so i'm um blessed and fortunate enough to have that opportunity to be able to coach that many people and i'm really thankful for everyone who uh put their trust in me to guide them in their fitness uh journey and i just took a sip of coffee it's every coach knows that coffee is the best thing ever of course everything in moderation but coffee just the best thing ever so back to the video what have i learned in the past seven years in the process of um coaching 250 people what have i learned from all of that biggest thing is that everyone is so different and everyone knows this that everyone's different from one another but i say this in such a way that Every client that has walked in my gym floor or the gym floor that I worked in before, which is Kinetics Lab, if, uh, just to plug them there, great gym. I, without a doubt, I do believe that they are the best commercial gym here in the Philippines. Just to let you know, they have a branch in the podium and they also have a branch at UP Town Center. Great, great gym. I, I believe that they really, sorry, there's a fly in my gym, but I do believe that they are the top tier gym here in the Philippines. But back to the topic. Everyone that I have coached, every person, every individual that I met is so drastically different from another. And coming from a coach, I'm sorry, this fly is so annoying. Coming from a coach, it is important or I had to learn that it's so important to adapt to that person. Sorry, this fly, am I stinky? Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, I want to be very serious about this first point about this topic is that everyone is so different. So as a coach, I had to learn the hard way that I have to adapt my personality, my choice of words, my everything or like who, my, my attitude, my, I guess personality for that client, for that specific R. Because before um, I started out my fitness journey as a powerlifter, I, mean, I used to compete, but I was never really like, you know, competitive in those competitions. Um, but anyway, I love powerlifting. I love the community here in the Philippines. I'm happy to see that it's definitely growing. But with that being my background, I treated powerlifting as the way for everyone to train or the method. So if uh, to those who don't know, powerlifting consists of the squat, the 
the bench and the deadlift, uh, then you have to try to lift your heaviest. So no matter who got my coaching, everyone would do the barbell squat, the barbell flat, sorry, the flat barbell bench press and the deadlift, whether that be the conventional or the sumo deadlift, no matter who you were, that was part of your program uh, back then. And looking back, I mean, of course, there's merit to doing those movements and I can go on and on about those in a separate episode and I do plan to do so. But as great as those movements are, it was a mistake of mine as a coach to just use that modality or to use that method to coach whoever um, took my coaching. And it's super wrong because if you were to, okay, a great example is I had, and at this point, I already learned my lesson. Imagine I had a 60-year-old client come up to me. She said that she just wants to be fit. She's never set foot in the gym or the last time that she had any sense of working out was college PE. This is a true story. So again, college PE, like uh, 19 or 20, and then she's 60. So four decades of um, not having any form of workout. Imagine if I made her do a squat, bench, and deadlift on day one. That's just plain old stupid. That's just not the way to go about it. So that's one of the main things that I've really, really learned that you have to, as a coach, it's called personal training for a reason. You have to change your um, training approach. You have to change your personality. You have to change your, um, how would you say? You have to change your facade. And I don't want people to think that, oh, oh does that mean that Coach Ali, uh, Coach Fushu is fake? That he just pretends to be this certain person? No, it's not, I don't want to say that it's being fake. It's just that it's wrong to make like gago jokes, gago pinoy jokes with a 60-year-old grandma uh, but I do make those gaga jokes with my 20 to 40 year old clients because, you know, they're, we're within the same age. We, we joke around those things, but I can't make those kind of like filthy or green-minded jokes with uh, a lot of it. So just knowing the appropriate personality or the appropriate facade, that's something that I really, really had to learn. Um, and before looking at my back in my early years, it was really wrong. Like being, being such a one uh, close-minded, only one-track mind, whatever like, what they call those things, that the, the blinders, yeah, blinders that the horses would have. I would, I would have, I had blinders before because I was so married to the idea that this is the only way to train people. So um, to all the coaches that are starting out, don't be married to a single training modality. Even though if your specialty outside of your coaching is powerlifting, don't treat all your clients as powerlifters unless they do want to be powerlifters. If uh, you're an Olympic weightlifting champion, that doesn't mean that you should make every client of yours that's, you know, general fitness to do the snatch, the clean and jerk. That's just not smart. So again, everyone, every coach out there, I firmly believe that if you are starting out, allow yourself to mold to whatever your client needs. Because at the end of the day, it is your business it is literally your livelihood that is at stake because if you upset them or if they, you end up not being in the same wavelength of training or they don't enjoy it at all because you're forcing something on them, then they're going to leave you. Um, that has happened to me in the past. I'll be completely honest. Now, in my earlier days, people would um, not renew their coaching packages with me because I was so close-minded. And because of those hard lessons directly affecting my income, which will directly affect um, my everyday, I have to learn the hard way to mold myself. So yeah, that's um, one of the main things that really, really allowed me to 
I would say, thankfully, be successful in my personal training businesses because you just have to adapt. It's all really all about adapting and then growing. So that's the first thing. Actually, I think that's the main thing that I've learned here in um, uh, the past seven years of coaching. That's the main thing. Always as a coach, coming from the coach's perspective, you have to adapt. The second thing that I really had to learn coming from a coach's perspective. So I guess this episode is for the coaches out there. I'll not, I mean, of course, if you're an, a client, if you're a regular gym goer, I do believe that there is merit for you to listen to this podcast, this pilot episode. But I think I'm primarily speaking to the newer coaches out there. The second thing that I really learned in my past seven years of coaching around 250, 250 plus people in the personal training sphere is that the most important question, there are a lot of important questions, but the most important question that has to be asked in um, initial assessment. So when I say initial assessment, I do mean the first session that you have with this person, whether that be a free trial of just a consultation or just a trial workout with them. I realized that the most important thing to ask, directly ask, or and this can actually be asked as the last thing in that consultation is, how long do you plan to be coached under me? And I know that might be a bit weird because some people, it can be argued that an important question is, what's your background? What's your goal? Uh, what's, uh, what's your injury history? Again, all of those are a lot of questions. A lot There are a lot of important questions that have to be asked in the initial assessment. But in my personal opinion, the one that has granted me and the client the most merit, long-term merit, is to ask them, how long do you plan to be coached under me? Because whatever they answer, that can drastically dictate the rest of their um, training life. Actually, their, their fitness journey for life. And I don't mean that, I don't mean, there's no exaggeration to what I'm trying to say. It's really important because some of them, um, because you know, personal training is not the cheapest option. The cheapest option is to do body, or like the free option is to do body weight uh, options at home, like YouTube, kind of right? Um, but for those people who want to get personal training, and as the coach yourself, you will know that it is kind of expensive. It is a luxury to be honest to be coached um, by any coach, right? So because of that luxury price. Some people cannot sustain it for um, a long time. So some people, I really, when I ask this question, they answer one, two, or three months stops for some for these type of people uh, because it is quite expensive. Now, now that we know that that they're going to be under my wing, so example, I'll use myself as an example. If I know that this person is only going to be with me, let's just say two months, I only have two months eight weeks with this person and then knowing, okay, this is your goal. This is your, um, this is the gym that you have access to. Oh, wait, you don't have a gym. So you only have body weight stuff. So after all those questions, then I ask that final one, I will be able to let them know that, all right, in these two months, we are going to work our butts off to make you as independent or as competent um, after these two months because so that once you leave under my wing, under my coaching, you should be able to 
perform not necessarily perfect all the time because that's impossible but i i would want at least that you will be confident to work out independently after those two months with me if somebody else were to answer oh coach i think i would plan to be coached for you by you in indefinitely or there's no strict time and then of course that's business wise that's great as a coach but also from that mindset we can um the the, the pro of that setup or having that mindset that there's no time pressure is that you can really really take your time to perfect or to assess or adjust or work on that client's weaknesses because there's no time pressure because for the rushed client like the two month or the temporary client at the back of your head you're still you want to think okay oh no this person has a bad knee but of course i don't want that person to just you know I don't want us to just do knee work or knee rehab, prehab work um, in these two months. I want them to be confident in a full body workout. So that's the con of having that short term is that, you know, we, even though if there's an immediate need from that client, it's always going to be better if you try to teach them a lot of the basics within that short time. Definitely not an ideal scenario to be in but again we're, we're rarely in ideal scenarios in life anyway but in that specific scenario in that specific situation you really have to teach and it's not just hey come to the gym okay let's do these sets okay all right let's go to the next one you have to let them learn because what's the goal the goal is not to make them the most jacked or the leanest unless that is their goal but you know of course if you're a good coach you'll let them know that two months there's not much that can be accomplished. Um, I mean, a lot can be accomplished physically, but not a whole lot. Oh, I think it's best if I if I recount that that story or that saying in the Bible. Um, teach, uh, give a man a fish, he will he won't be hungry for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, he won't be hungry for the rest of his life. That is very very much applicable to this situation that I'm talking about. That once that person is more confident to work out on their own two months after your coaching then you can find i mean of course if it's a business but if you're passionate about this you can find joy in knowing that your passion was able to help this person be independent to live a healthier to live a more active lifestyle and that as a coach is one of the biggest um, things that can fill your heart or like warm your heart so that's the goal of that it's hard it's hard because of if, especially if it's um, a complete beginner that goes under your wing and then you try to make them a pro. Of course, you can't make them a pro, but you try to make them as close to a pro as possible within those two months. Um, if you're able to do that successfully, then that's going to be great because months after those two months, of course, you're not going to be messaging each other every day. You're not going to talk about your program after they'll message you. I mean, of course, if it was successful, if your coaching relationship was successful, they'll message you um, three, six months after you guys separate uh, part ways. Then they like, oh, coach, um, I'm able to accomplish this. Oh, I lost 10 more pounds because of your advice. Oh, I was able to lift 50 more pounds because of your advice. And that's great. That's really, really what you would want again. And that's why I really believe that this question is so important. How long do you plan to be coached under me? Because, and realistically speaking, everyone, I'm speaking to all the coaches right now. Everyone that are 99.9999 people of, 
uh, that you have coached. You are not going to coach them until the day they die. That's the truth. Um, that's just realistically speaking, that's just logistically speaking. You might move, they might move, uh, the gym might close down or whatever. You have to realize that. And because majority of the people that you're coaching now won't be under your wing forever, you would want um, as your pride, uh, with your pride as a coach, as a good coach that you want to be or that you already are, you want that every client that goes through you in their life is that once they leave you, you want them to be a better lifter or a better, I say lifter or like better gym goer, but I guess lifter sounds cooler. You want everyone that goes through you, to, that goes through your coaching to leave you as a better lifter. That is the goal because you don't want, like the complete opposite of that is if somebody goes through you and then they're going to tell other uh, friends, they're going to tell other coaches that, oh my God, I just came through this coach. Um, he was terrible. I didn't, um, taught me huge, like lame form, bad form. I got hurt, etc. He made me, I uh, actually gained more fat. I lost strength. You do not want that. So of course, you have to be a good coach first. <laughs> okay, I mean, get, and uh, I'll just touch on this, but at the very beginning, if I were to look back at how I started seven years ago, the stuff that I was preaching, coaching, it was, it was lame. It was, it was really bullshit. Or I mean, at the time, I thought it was real because at the time, my sources of information was whatever I saw online. And whatever you, anyone sees online, uh, there's a high chance that it's not the best advice out there. So because of that, um, me looking back to when I started, it was cringe to use, but to use the term, the word that's existed for the longest time, but kids are picking up these days. It was totally cringe, bro. Like if I were to look back on 2015, how I coached my clients back then, super lame. But now going back to the topic, that's why you want your client to leave you as a better person. Of course, you don't want ideally business wise, you want them to stay with you as much as possible. But realistically speaking, with whatever life circumstance that happens, once they leave you or they or like once somebody sees their form, like, oh, that person is a good form. And then, oh, that's oh, that's because I, I, I was coached under coach blank. That's that's the marketing material that you would want. And of course, that's the that's the goal that you would want as a coach as well. Of course, um, financially, that's one of the goals that, that's why you're in this profession. And another one is because um, it's just, you should be a people, a people person, that you want people to succeed in whatever fitness goal they have. So that's it. So just to quick recap on this uh, initial episode is that these, it's primarily the things that I've learned as a coach. The first one is that everyone is different and as a coach I'm, I'm not asking you to be a faker i'm just asking you to know what personality that, that's a real personality okay what attitude what personality what choice of words you think is appropriate for your client because of course you have to have a good coaching relationship a good friendship within that coaching relationship i'm not asking you to be like best friends um, but of course I'm thankful enough that I've had clients who have turned into really, really close friends of mine. Um, but I'm not asking you to be like in that level of closeness, but that client of yours has to know that, okay, I'm going to the gym. I'll be under coach blank. So I'll be in, I'll be in good hands. It'll be a good time. You can have a quick chat in between your sets, but obviously don't chat too long that you forgot your rest interval, right? So you want to have a good coaching relationship. How can that be done by just while being genuine, you just have to have 
you ha as a coach, you have to, to mold yourself to whatever you feel like your client is going to find uh, the most friendly or appropriate for your situation. And the second point that I really learned or the second thing that I really learned in the past seven years is that it's so important to have that initial question or that important question in that initial session or assessment consultation. How long do you see yourself co being coached under me? Because that will dictate the vibe, the intention behind every session. Is it just going to be a session that we're going to focus on this or that? Or is it going to focus for you to be the most independent, the most confident person after training under me for one, two, or three months? So yeah, I know this episode is primarily for the coaches out there, but I feel like that's the type or that's the demographic that I really do want to, to have this podcast for because I, I'm not saying that I'm the best coach um, in the Philippines or the world or whatever, but I do believe I have some authority when it comes to giving sensible advice um, in this field because I've been doing it a while. I believe I'm doing, I'm doing well. I can do better just like anyone else in the world. There's always room for growth and I believe I have so much more room to grow from where I am right now. But nonetheless, I feel like the advice or the words that I am sharing right now can be used to better somebody's coaching career and can be better used to. And of course, if you improve that, then you're probably going to improve your client's uh, progress, your long-term progress. And I believe that's super um, important and crucial um, in the long run. But yeah, so this is the first episode. What I plan to do, and I'm pretty sure if you've if you're seeing it in Spotify or YouTube, you should see that there are other episodes already. I plan to release three episodes all at once already. Um, but after those three episodes, you can expect it uh, to be released every Sunday. So that you can hear my voice on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning while drinking your coffee. Or example, throughout the week, while you're driving to work, you can listen to this. Um, the next episode is going to be with one of my longtime friends. The One of the strongest guys men in the philippines right now raymond debuke one of the most respectable people both um in and out of the gym actually maybe just in the gym out of the gym respect for him eh, not so much but anyway i'm just joking uh, raymond's a great friend um after you watch this episode i highly 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 recommend that you watch that second one but anyway that was the Fu show i'm your host coach ali Fusho. i'll see you in the next one